Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello again. This is the 12th episode of More Than Just a Podcast. Podcast. Um, I am George. I'm with John. Hello, John. Hello. I am with Sean. Hello, Hello Sean. George. And I'm also with the AFC Wimbledon midfielder and Welsh under-21 international, Rhys Nicholas-Jones. Welcome, Rhys. Nicholas. Hey. Yeah. Yep, and and Rhys Nicholas-Jones has a l- very nice cardi and his leg is in a brace and he's got crutches what's what, going what on happened? there what Nicholas? Happened? What's happened? well um <laughs> i was walking past the uh, top man and thought oh that's a nice cardigan so i i, I purchased <laughs> it <laughs> oh the yeah. knee right um yeah I, i'm not sure yet i'm waiting for a scan results so <sighs> that means you won't get picked on uh, saturday oh, no who's gonna warm up the mascots <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> I say exactly. Sorry. Kick a man when he's yeah, down. Yeah, I know. Oh, it is hoping it's nothing serious. Yes, yes. Yeah, let's hope have. so. But you are wearing a very nice cardigan, Reese. It is a Thank very you. nice cardigan. That's a nice suit, by the way, George. Thanks. Yeah. Cheers. George yeah. is wearing sort of um, Blues Brothers kind of suit. which uh, With a is, top hat as well. It's very fatching. And I'm, I'm very fatching. <laughs> he's doing <laughs> that after the show. And, uh, One minute I, thirty. We, a bit we, thatching. We really thatching. appreciate dressing up for the podcast. So, well done, George. No problem. Um, we're going to start with the most recent game that we participated in, which was uh, <laughs> Coventry well, we away, in it. Yeah. and we won 2-1, although it was a pretty poor performance, in my opinion. And you went? In the first half. I did go, actually. You travelled on a public transport and sat with the 6,313 other West Ham follower fans. I was one of many there, yes. With the public? With the public, yeah. No boxes for you? No, not at all. Um, that's, that's an experience you're yet to sample, Sean. Yes, well, I will do it at Reading, but that's another story. But yeah, I thought it was a uh, pretty average performance, really. First half, we were shocking. Um, it was average, but we were shocking. First half, we were shocking. Second half, we made up for our shockingness. Hence could, the sort of I average ask, rating that I've done. Could I ask how much alcohol you'd consumed on your way to Coventry? On the way there? Yes. What, on the train? On the train. Four cans. How much had you consumed before kickoff? About 
six or seven pints. It's not. It's not big. It's not clever. So, why do you need this information? Yeah, why are you I want to know on whether it was an objective view of him saying what the actual match was like, even no, though think, he was there. I think most people agree with me that first half we weren't very good, second half we were better, and probably deserved a win from the way we performed. Hmm. Okay. Mm. No. Yes. Is that yeah. not what your take on it is? Give us your what? take on the game, Sean. You weren't there. Because you, you were staying sober, weren't you? <laughs> and you <laughs> were stone sober. You listened to the radio that was eight minutes behind your stream. No, no, no. So, no. I was, I was listening to the radio commentary, which was pretty much live. And then my stream that I was watching that had no commentary was about 80 seconds after that. And I would agree with you. We didn't turn up for the first half. So how come commentary didn't score? <laughs> <laughs> well... How come Coventry did score, though, in the first half? Yeah, but more than one if they didn't turn out. Well, they seem to be turning the tables on us. So <laughs> what they were doing... It, no. Bless him. No, I don't. They, they, were, they, they did our tactic, which is they soaked up the pressure and then they were getting us on the break. And, um, I mean, they're, they're second off bottom, so that's probably why they're not that good. But we were worse. We were lacklustre and we just didn't turn up. And, you know, for once I sort of agreed with the radio commentary, even though this always seems to be a bit West Ham negative when on uh, BBC Radio London. And uh, Carlton Cole came on and changed another game. And you're right. You've, you've taken the words right out of my mouth. You know, Carlton Cole Must have been on. when he was kissing you. Carlton Cole <laughs> came to say that. <laughs> I did, I missed that. I've never seen. John, John, I, I missed that. What did you say? Uh, it's just, you know... Bat out of hell and all that. Go on, carry on. These youngsters <laughs> won't know. Go on. So Carlton Cole came on at half-time, and he was a revelation. And and he turned around the game. In came this amazing long ball. He turned around in the game. From Robert Green. And Carlton Cole got on the end of it. And he just expertly <laughs> sort of... <laughs> Who's expert? So not deflected off the keeper, which I thought was a brilliant idea <laughs> to uh, make Shock. it deflect off the keeper. Now, I'm going to ask our resident professional footballer, Who? who's on crutches, Reese Jones, to commentate on, did he mean it? No. Was the ball going wide? Yes, the ball was going wide. It's just a poor shot and oh, what do you he's know got lucky. Anyway? <laughs> John. What do you know? Like? You must. You've lived a lot longer than Reese. Reese is quite young, so your experience, the experience, head on your shoulders, John, may I, have seen it, something it different. Looked, it looked to me like it, it was, I, it was going wide. I, oh, thought. I don't know if you know what you're talking about. But I, you know, he, he was trying to me score. Tell me, got a deflection. He scored. Good on him. And it was going in. I think you just got to look at the logistics of a ball being deflected in the goal. I think most of the time that it gets deflected in the goal, it's not going in the goal in the first place. <sighs> well, I disagree. I've Three looked at one. it several times on your high-def telly, and I believe it was going in at the far post, and it was just going to hit the far post and go in, and it was going to be a brilliant goal, but the goalkeeper got in the way and deflected it in anyway. Either way, and took the glory he away scored. Either way, he scored, and And it's very won. unlike him, and I'm sure that George would be, would want to play homage to Carlton Cole by congratulating him on his or goal. Or Cole. Cole. Carlton Cole. Carlton Cole. Carlton Cole, Cole. No, Carlton Cole. Carlton Cole. This hole you're digging is... I'm not going to congratulate him because he'd done a stupid bit of skill on a little flick at the end that lost us possession 
and in the closing minutes of the second half, allowed Coventry to go on a counter attack and almost equalise. You've got to let these things go. Let it go. You and Carlton Cole need to kiss and make up. I'll give him the credit that he did come on and change the game. Yeah, he has that ability to do that. That's why he's so frustrating. So, second goal, George. On came Piccioni. Or Piccione. Piccione, even. And... (laughs) I can't even say his name right anymore. And... He came on and he, he scored a wonder goal, didn't he? I mean, it was a uh, Julian Faubert cross, good cross. And it came, hit a defender, pinball, hit his knee and went in. Did he to mean it? To be fair, it? they were practising it on the Friday morning. Who said that? Uh, there was an interview uh, with uh, Sam. and um, Big Sam Allardyce. He was Allardyce. saying um, that they were doing it in the gym sessions on the mats. Uh, different techniques have fallen over. And I think it's stuff like that that really, really pays off. off. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the visionary of a man like Big Sam to come in and put these tactics. Well, he's, he's known for, you know... Piccione has not scored a goal yeah. since the 22nd of January. What about Piccione? Has he scored lately? Piccione has not scored either since the 22nd no. of January. He scored anyway. the weekend. <laughs> anyway, it's a goal. It all counts. We won the largest away crowd for hundreds of years and yeah. all that. So, mm. it's good. Moving on to Jack Collison. It's only been seven years, yeah. actually. Sorry. Jack Collison. Playing bad and getting the win. Jack Collison, radio said, he missed a sitter. That's, a sit- that's the worst miss of the season. That's what it said on BBC that's London nonsense. Radio. We've all seen it that's on... That's a um, nonsense. ...the Football League show and, and various other clips. John, starting with you. That's not the worst miss of the season at all. Which was then? I don't know. No you have to compare it to Man United. Something if you're going to say it's not the worst miss. There you go. George has got it. What did you say, George? Fernando Torres at Man United. In the championship, I'm talking. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't um, watch that. <laughs> <laughs> anymore. Come on, then. Well, footballer. No, it, it, it's not a bad miss. It, it's a chance. I'll give him that. It was eight yards but out. It, it's hit quite hard. It's on the half volley. He's running onto it. It's like. It, it's. Hmm. Yeah. Just notice Reese's SpongeBob SquarePants up. Yeah. Trying to reflect how my nice. legs feeling at the moment with the So how, George, um, you do you think he should have got that? Well, Collison, I think he should have, I think it was an easier chance than Yeah, the other two. He, he should have hit the target. Yeah, hit the yeah. target. And, and and just saying, just the final bit for me was a really Uncomfortable watch. I thought any time they could equalise Especially and, when cold on that little flick at the end. Yeah, oh, oh I drop it. God. Um, and, um, you know, I, I thought, you know, again, we won great. It wasn't our best performance. And while we're winning, then we're all happy. But George, I want to ask you about the way support. Cause you know, amazing away support. We just said best for seven years or whatever. What was it like? Travel up atmosphere, everything. Um, the train wasn't as busy. wasn't as full of West Ham fans as I thought it would be either way. And, um, the first half atmosphere wasn't that brilliant, but second half it picked up, and uh, we got behind the team who were shooting towards us, and they scored twice, and we won. And how, how about so it was a very good day? How about the Had police? How day. were the police? The West Midlands police? Um, they didn't see any trouble, which is uh, different to your report that you heard. Well, I heard two things. The first thing was it was reported that West Ham fans didn't respect the one-minute silence for the Coventry Blitz and Remembrance Sunday. And they said that, um, you know, how disrespectful was it? A lot of people I talked to on Twitter who were there 
said, no, sorry, there was about 10 fans who, who did this, and the main problem was crappy turnstiles didn't work at Coventry. Lots of West Ham fans coming in late, singing Bubbles and Irons, and didn't realise there was a one-minute silence going on. So, And then Coventry fans overreacted. I mean, you had a similar experience. You, you can get uh, experience even. <laughs> you couldn't, what, what time did you get? You were late for the kickoff, weren't you? Oh, yeah, we missed the first about six or seven minutes. Yeah, a lot of people said they didn't get in until ten past three. Uh, and the other thing that West Midlands Police said was that there were 13 arrests, four for violent disorder, and one of those happened at the away bar, actually in the ground at half-time. Uh, apparently they were singing, let's all go fucking mental, spraying beer... In came West Midlands no, Police. No and, need. And, uh, and they arrested. They threw, allegedly, uh, threw some fans to the ground, a woman against the wall, and, um, and there, yeah, there were some what, problems. The you missed all that. Oh, the police yes. did all that. The police, West yeah. Midlands Police. Yeah. How was Nolan? Allegedly. How was Nolan? Well, Nolan. personally, I think it was you rubbish. You know the answer to that we're question. We're just going to go through the uh, player votes from West Ham Till I Die, Ian Dale's website. Um, and he, his readers have voted Carlton Cole as the man of match. And Fi, Green and Noble closely behind him. And at the bottom you've got Kevin Nolan and John Carew. And bearing in mind that there's only half a vote between them. And uh, John Carew paid 45 minutes and Kevin Nolan played 90. Just shows you what a poor game Kevin Nolan really did have. I think, yeah. personally. <clears throat> well, he's starting to... Uh have a few question marks over old Kevin Nolan. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we've talked about this a lot, haven't we? I, yeah. I decided to read a different player rating. Sorry, Ian Dale, but he sometimes doesn't have it up. I decided to look at westhamonline.net. <clears throat> and instead of giving... I'm sure he's gutted. I'm sure he's... <laughs> <laughs> he said he'd come on the show. Um, and he, he put... Two, there's two I want to read out. Uh, and one of them's Jack Collison. The other one's uh, Kevin Nolan. Um, but he says on Kevin Nolan that basically, you know, he's shocked that he even came on the pitch. Uh, uh, he was missing and he was completely anonymous. And I guess a lot of fans are echoing that all the time, that, you know, he's the highest paid uh, player in the championship, allegedly, at £65,000 a week and a big bonus. And um, he's our captain. He's supposed to be inspirational, but he seems to be missing a lot. Well, you're, you're Mr... Uh... Twitter man, aren't you? Yeah. So let's put the question out to your land, and because I'm known for being a bit miserable and not very uh, yeah, optimistic. Not known for being miserable, you are miserable. All right. <laughs> I, I, up. I, I'll take that other chin. <laughs> yeah. So, um, when when does everyone start thinking that Nolan's a flop? When is that? What can you do though? He's got a five year deal at sixty five thousand pound a week. What are you going to do? You're going to pay him off? Is he going to send him to Doncaster like that bloody Alunga <laughs> who is still paying 90% of his bloody wages? I don't think so. Sorry. Is he, is he still a flop, though, if West Ham get promoted? No, of course not. Is it just what we see on the pitch is contribution mm. or is he doing more well, like in the, the training Andy ground? The Carroll thing, he kind of took him under his wing, so maybe he's, he's more... I mean, how old is Nolan now? I don't know. He's got to be in his 30. 30. 30. Yeah. So he might be more of a influential figure off the pitch rather than on it, and just his presence might make other players yeah. play better. But I still think it masks the fact that he is playing poor. 
But well, I want to pick up on someone else, and that's Jack Collison. And, and again, this is westhamonline.net. And what they say, I'm struggling to work out what anyone sees in Collison. It's been so long when I saw him play well, I forget what all the fuss is about. He doesn't compete enough, disappears from the game for large periods, does little when he gets the ball, wimps out of headers, despite being six foot, and offers little more than Freddie Sears could. Is that harsh or... I think it's harsh. He was out for nearly half a year injured. He was quality before he got injured. And I think he's only had about four 90 minutes in here, or how many 90 minutes has he had? I couldn't tell you that, sorry. So well, harsh. You've seen more of them than me. I think, I think it's harsh. Yeah. Mm. No, I, I think it's... How long does it take you, Reese, to get back if you've been out for a year? It'd take a long time. Then why is he being played then? Why is he being played <laughs> then in because the Because the only way he's going to get back to his form is by playing Well, games. then play him in the development squad. But you're not going to get the same practice. George, back and... me up here. No, I, I, I'm really stuck on Jack Collison because, mm. as we've said, he was quality before he was injured, and he has been injured for a long time. Is, it, is he playing on the wing do. at the moment? Uh, sort of, yeah. See, that and might in be the middle as well sometimes. Though. Yeah, that might be if he's playing a bit out of position. I've seen him play right mid before. Sean, uh, can I just finish before I say that on just two others? I want to say about Sam Baldock and, and John Crew, who you know have been heroes. And what they said was, awful in the first... This is Sam Baldock. Awful in the first half, better in the second, uh, with his movement dragging defenders away from Cole, who was finding lots of space. But he's not a left winger. On John Carew, they said, pretty terrible, really. One little in the air, gave away lots, fouled lots, poor on the ball, poor off it. At times, it was not his fault, because he was very isolated. But doesn't seem to be working well at the moment. Sean, you met Big Sam. Oh, thank you. Yes, I did meet Big Sam. I'm, I'm glad you Big mentioned Big brother that. Sam. Um, let's try and keep this a bit short, just because... All right. So I met Big Sam. I went, to, <laughs> I went to the London <laughs> Business Forum, and uh, Big Sam was there for, the, I think, the League Managers Association. He was talking about how business and football have stuff in common. And um, I won't go into all of it, but some of the highlights for me, and it's all on my blog, was he said when he first got there... He didn't mention names. He said the management was sacking all the backroom staff. And I'm sure he was talking about Karen Brady. He said, I had to put a stop to that straight away. And I told him I didn't need less. I needed more. I need more backroom staff. And he he had a showdown straight away. And he said, I don't mind giving up one play in the squad if I have the right backroom staff. His view is you really need to get a good backroom staff to get promoted. And it's it's not all about footballers. And, And he wanted to get the trust and the right people in. He says, too many footballers managers pick their mates and it's wrong he's big on recruitment he wants is that because he doesn't have any mates i think that's harsh he, he was a very impressive man he's not just about football he really impressed me You've really taken way... a shine to him yeah you? i have i have <laughs> david I... gold or sam allardyce who would you rather spend the night with Sean? Ooh, that's a tricky one it's got to be sam allardyce actually oh, oh. david's gonna be gutted he seems like a... but <laughs> was, you know it was only last week it was david all over who he was he, he, he talked about his health scares and how he has <laughs> transcendental meditation he does his mantra he talks about um gps tracking on the back i'm sure you know about this reese he talked about at the training ground, Chapel Heath, they all wear this GPS tracker yes. and all the backroom staff can look at the, the um, laptop and they can tell whether you're catching a cold or you're coming down with flu it's not or that, you're not running um, hard enough. That's what he said. Yeah. It must be true because well, he wouldn't tell me that. It. 
it's not you can it's kind of a little uh you you have that uh, it's a little chip attached to your back and basically it just shows how much you run what directions you run and that and it can also track stuff as passes completed um like how quick you've run just different things like that and yeah it's a good thing but it, it doesn't do as much as what you've just said Right. Well, he wants it in the game and said it would be really good for Sky. You know, imagine all getting those stats from yeah, every but player. I think there's a line. And, and what managers could decide during the game. And he says FIFA's behind time. They need goal line technology and they need to bring things like GPS tracking. Into I, the I, game. I agree with goal line technology in that. But I think there's a, there's a border that I don't think fans and players should cross between. And um, I think fans knowing personal stuff about the players, about their game. I think it's a bit too much. Mm. But if it happens, it happens. Well, his final thing was, his final question was, what three things make a great football manager? He said ambition. He claims his ambition is greater than any football club he's managed. He said he wanted to take Bolton to Champions League. And he said it with a straight face. Uh, Job satisfaction, a team that delivers what has been targeted by the owners of the club. Um and, and the third one, he said, is publicity. He said he loves the publicity and people have got a bit used. He said Big Sam is a brand and he works on that brand. He feels comfortable with the media. Um, his friend is Alistair Campbell and has given him coaching lessons. And he was asked about the England job and he said, yeah, I'm up for the England job, but I have to get West Ham promoted first. He was a very impressive man. He knew his stuff about finance. He knew his uh-huh. stuff about psychology. He's got a new sports psychologist called Lee Richardson, and he thinks that's important. And he wowed me. He wowed me. And I just think Sean, now... you're easily wowed, aren't you? You're Big Sam so is the man. Wowed. He's the man, and he's going to get us promoted. And oh, if I, if well, you I was your missus, I'll you tell you, I'd be worried. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very impressed with Big Sam. And David, Mr. Gold. Uh, anyway. 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 Um, You're back with us, George, now. Thanks, thanks yeah. for humouring me on yeah, that. Uh, but well, can I just, just say, Sean just an advert, but... if you want to read the full transcript of what Big Sam said, go to my blog, www.westhamfootball.co.uk, and you can read it all there, because George won't allow me to read it all out on the podcast. Thank you. Hello, Mrs. Clunge. Six later. Hello, hello. It's nice to be back. Um, George McCartney will be offered a permanent deal in the summer. Uh, that's no matter what league we're in. Big Sam is very impressed with him. Um, we will bid for Kane Ferdinand in January. Big Sam has told the board that he needs three players in January, and we get them. We will get them if we go up. Um, we have promised Big Sam a decent transfer budget of several million in January if required. The board are backing Sam big time. Um, our number one target in January is Andy Johnson. Um, Marseille came in. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That's Thursday. They made an approach. We told him he wasn't available, but they said they'll be making a four million bid in January. Um, we are speaking with Leeds today in regards to a deal with uh, Andy O'Brien. Um, he's on strike at Leeds. He really wants to move. Um, Freddie Picciolo will be allowed to leave in January if we land another striker in Jam, and Sears could be out as well. And I can confirm the story in the Sun that we are trying to loan Arsenal centre half Scalacci. Um, Arsenal do want to sell him. And uh, with regards to Liam Ridgewell, who we're also linked with, there are three other Premiership clubs in for him, so we are doubtful. But we'll try our best, and you never know. Thanks for that, Mrs. Clunge. I understand you travelled up with uh, Adsman89 in his Peugeot because he left the Ferrari at home and you were in a box at Coventry. And on the way up, you did a uh, question and answer session. So uh, maybe we could replay that a bit. So the first question, Mrs. Clunge, what are our January targets? So do we have any chance with Melvin Selleck with Palmer sniffing around? What do BS think? Hopefully we do, yes. We are looking at him. There's been a few rumours about Zamora. Any truth in that rumour? It's unlikely, as international players rarely drop down a division. Um, But we're going to try. What really happened with that Git Bell and me when he left us? Um, We needed the money. It was the Icelandics that forced him out. Is Robert Green signing a new contract? He told a fan down a pub last week that West Ham are stalling negotiations. Uh, We made him a contract offer um, months ago. Um, He hasn't accepted it or talked to us about it. Um, He wouldn't be negative to a fan in a pub, would he? Why did Ludo leave? Let's just say medical grounds. Ooh. Who looks most eager to get away from the club at present? Uh, Green and Fober. Are we really trying to sell Freddie Sears? Uh, We'll accept the right offer. He is somewhat disposable. When will the contract talks with open with the likes of Green and Tompkins? Uh, As I said, Green's is on the table already and James Tompkins will be very soon. How come we end up agreeing so little money for Parker? Well, he demanded to go to Spurs only. Uh, we were held to ransom, really. 
Will we sell Tompkins in January? Uh, we don't want to sell Tompkins at any price. Are any bids expected or anticipated for our players in January? Of course. We have class players. <laughs> Do you know if Julian Faubert will be signing a new contract? No. <laughs> Clunge, can we bring back Julian Dix in any way? Uh, we'd like to, but it's completely up to Big Sam. We do know that he would be a popular choice with the fans. If we go up to the Premiership, what will our transfer budget be? Uh, we will give Big Sam 75% of the Sky budget. Are David Gold or David Sullivan any closer to buying the whole club outright? When will Strauma be gone? Uh, they'll be gone by 2013. That's the long-term plan. What bonus is Big Sam on if we get this promotion at the first attempt? Uh, he's on one million plus, I believe. How much is Nolan paid each week? Uh, more than 60 grand. Who is the best player we've come relatively close to signing recently, Bartellis? <laughs> Who is the best player we've come relatively close to signing Bar Tevez? You get. Oh, we did bid for Henri before he went to MLS, but obviously that didn't come off. Excellent. Uh, thanks for all those questions, Mrs. Clunge. No, that's quite all right. We'll uh, try and talk next week. Uh, thank you, Mrs. Clunge. Very informative, as always. Don't you all agree? Yeah, and lovely dress she had on as well. Yeah, yeah very nice. Um, Glad to see she was in a box. I wonder if uh, Adam got in the box as well. I'm quite disappointed that oh. Green's not taking his contract. Mm. I'm surprised. Why do you think? Why do you think that is? That? That's been rumoured for a long time. Um, it's a shame because I think it's got a good rapport with the the fans. Um, but I think you know agents get involved. Uh, he thinks he's worth more money. He's he's being paid twenty eight grand um, a week plus bonuses, um, and I suppose he sees people like Nolan and and earning more, and he thinks he wants to say. Surely, he could, he, if he's contract, how how long's his contract left? His, his contract's up, isn't it? Is it? Yes. Yeah, his contract's up soon, so he he can leave on a free. This is the whole point. Right. Next year, and Andy up. Johnson, our number one target. Is that really a realistic target? He's been doing really well this year, hasn't he? I can't see that happening. Oh, really, I can't see. That. I mean, it's good to have that target. It's it's very ambitious, but mm, I don't think it will happen. I mean, there's, there's one thing I'll just say back on the Robert Green that maybe puts a bit of light on this. Is one of the questions that Clunge was asked is what's our wage bill? And last year it was fifty point one million when we were in the Premiership. It's dropped to thirty five million. You know, right. that's a big drop, you know, while we're taking on the lights, Nolan and everything else. And that is what Sullivan and Gold said they would do, is they're going to get control of the wage bill. And that's why they can't give in to people like Green and, and pay him, you know, 40, 50 grand a week. But then and there needs to be parity, don't they? Then they, they, you can't have the extremes of someone like Nolan. Well, this is the problem, haven't we? We've, we've sold our soul for Nolan, haven't we? We've, we've, we've paid him on this big one and they all, they all want to earn the same amount of money know, and it's going to cause problems I agree doing great. I'm going to agree with you John right Just move on I've me. agreed with you oh. this is the first time but it basically, 42 years he he can or they what they should try and do is negotiate a 
contract where if we get promoted or when we get promoted, we want to be positive that he then goes on the, the decent money then. Or, you know, two, two, yeah. two you know. Yeah, and but uh, I don't know. Agents get involved. And Rob everything. Paul, he's gone back out on loan to Oxford, yeah. where he came from. Decent. It's a bit of a strange goings on there, wasn't it, really? Yeah. Everybody wants to see Robert Hall have a, have a go, don't they? But is it like Freddie Sears, though? You know, we had and great expectations. Montano's gone out to Dagenham as well. He, he keeps coming and going, doesn't he? Scored, yeah. Yeah, he's scoring. He scores, Robert Hall's he scoring. Dagenham, he? Mm. Montano's scoring. They're all... What's that, Montenegro? What's Montenegro he as well, he's scoring. Is he? Who's he? Where's he Where at? is he at? He scored a few on the development squad. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't think he's gone out on loan, but he's... Uh, well, we've got him on loan, so we can't send him out on loan. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That'll be a bit of an issue. Can issue? You? I thought... Well, is issue, it a, yeah. a point of principle here with the footballer. Can you send someone out on loan that's already on loan? No. No, why would you? I know, but... It's time for... David Gold question time, 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 time. And this is the time of the podcast where we look back at David Gold's questions that he was asked on Twitter and uh, we try to reenact them somewhat. And tonight, David Gold will be played by Sean and fans will be played by Reese, John and George. So, Reese, you go first because you usually set the tone and then I'll go and then John. So, Reese, first right. question, please. Uh, is there any truth in QPR's interest in Tompkins? It's all academic, mate. He's not for sale, not for free meal. Surely he should not be for sale, full stop. Good accent. <laughs> we will not... <laughs> we will do nothing to jeopardise our promotion. Irish bit. just need to have the same voice, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can't song. remember what the first voice was. How the two tub? How the two clubs agree ticket allocations for away days? Do you have to negotiate with the other club, or is it a set number? They must be given a minimum of ten percent of their capacity. Michael Caine is just wounded. <laughs> Most clubs give more. But police do have a say. Mm. That's all for Middlesbrough away. How many? We were given three three thousand, but we sold <laughs> one thousand. We sold one thousand five hundred so far. <laughs> I can't do these stupid voices, honestly. <laughs> Just do it normally then. All right. Could you name five players from every championship club? Nah. Great result yesterday. I hope he'll be winding Jack Collison up for missing that sitter. I have already, but he's a good rat, lad, really. Uh, would it be possible to be the ground in another location on the uh, Olympic Park? Uh... I don't see that as a possibility, really. With such great away support, do you ever wish you were standing in with the away fans at a game? I did for many years, John. Oh, nice to know you, David. Oh, hello. Uh, do you plan to sell any of the young players in January? Don't be so negative. There is no plan to sell our good players, don't you know? Did he really tweet that? 
don't be so negative. He did, yeah. Ah, uh, what's the plan for the OS? Now, are they going to convert it with the football in mind? If you mean... I didn't understand the word of what was that question? What's the plans for the Olympic Stadium now? Are they convert it with football in mind? I can't see any alternative. Uh, thank you for answering. How do you feel about Spurs getting government funding after complaining Newham were giving us state aid? Yeah, how do you? Some would say. Ironic. Did you sign the petition? No. <laughs> we need to concentrate on our own games and keep winning instead of worrying about Southampton, agreed? Yeah, of course. No, yeah, any Reese, could you say it in some ways that people could actually understand <laughs> the question? So, um, do any of our current squads have a clause in their contract that lets them have four free, that let them leave for free if we fail to get promotion? No. Do you believe you can still catch some at Southampton? Yeah, I do. Beat them up. No, don't beat them up. Beat them at Upton Park. <laughs> it does actually say this. It says, beat them up. But what he means is, yes, I do. Beat them at Upton Park, and it's all to play for. DG. Would you take second now, or would you like to be champs? For over 40 years, we have sold our best players. We must <laughs> find them. You've missed, you've missed the answer. The to answer sure. What is it then? The one directly I under would oh, take yeah, sorry. second place sorry, now. Sorry, sorry, sorry. David, it's not, it's David. I would take second place now, but I would love to go up as champions. Reese, do the one that says we're not playing at our best. We're not playing at our best again, but getting the result, the league should be scared when we hit top form. I agree. DG. Do you like the four-five-one formation? Do you know what, John? I hate the four-five-one too, but we must trust in Sam. <laughs> Will any players be sold? Please, we must be realistic. Remember, Ronaldo was not for sale at any price, but went for eighty million. And Man U went on to win the Premiership. So there. Hey, any idea when Matty Taylor should be back? Missing him in the middle? Hash hammers. Uh, I'm glad we've got uh, Liverpool fans. We, he will be available next week. What's your view on Sepp Blatter comments? If you mean, what is my view? Well, I would say that, but it doesn't say that there. It was most unfortunate comments. An honourable man would resign. And that's my question time. Do you shout a lot, don't you, David? <laughs> that was. David Gold question time. 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 So yeah, that's a little insight for non-Twitter users. Although I don't yeah. know why you'd be listening to this if you didn't use Twitter. Um, but hang on, a lot of people do follow David Gold, 27,000. Yeah, I know he that. He tweets so everyone... many, it's difficult to understand what he says. That was just two days' worth of Twitter answers. The guy doesn't seem to have a full-time job because he's... I mean, he's brilliant, don't get me wrong. I think he's really good interacting with the fans and there's some really useful information. So, well done, DG. I haven't forgotten you, even though I've met Big Sam. Oh, I, I mean, I like that information. I'm, I go on Twitter... 
The only problem is with your fan accents, I'm not sure anyone understood the actual questions. But I think my fan accent. Was I'll post them on my blog. So, yeah. You can keep shouting at us. Anyway, are we? Uh, Let's go to Twitter. Twitter question time. Let's go to Twitter. So, Tony Oakley says, should we be concerned by recent performances or do you think this is a team that can play badly all year and still get results? That's what Sam Allardyce's teams usually do. Yeah. But I don't think we can rely on it this year. No, I think a win at all costs. A win's more important than performance. You worry about that. Yeah, no, I know that, but it's nice to play well and win. Oh, yeah. But and you... be sure, if you play well, you, the likelihood is you're going to win. So Yeah. yeah. Um, next one I can see is Elroy Hayes. He says, evening chaps, what's your thoughts on Jack Hobbs of Hull? I don't know why he's asking that. Are we linked with him? Jack Hobbs? I don't think I've... Where's he playing? He's played for Chelsea, didn't he? Mm. In the Chelsea youth team. I don't know. We're going to have to look that one up. Yeah, we'll have to get back to him on that one. We'll get back to you next week, Elroy Hayes. Ask Clunge. Yeah, next one, Jersey, 1965. Is Robert Hall as good as they say? I, I think know. so. I, th- I think he's top draw. I think he's going to be one. Of, I think he's going to be one of those that comes through. Personally, how old is he? Seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. I think they'll have him out on seat on loan this year. Yeah. Well, they have, haven't they? He's been at. Yeah, he's been at Oxford. Yeah. I can't say any more questions, Sean. So. No, I've got one. I've got um, Jersey 1965 saying, will we lose anyone in the January window? Um, Faber, I think hopefully. we've just answered that question with your our Clunge and David Gold insights. Um, have we got any more? Oh, we've got one that says, um, oh, it's not, not a question, it's a statement, SG Smallman, which is, says but to both of us, you do a better job than Gary Neville. I don't know, if, is that a compliment or an insult? It's a compliment. It's a compliment. Oh, right. Why, is it's because it? I made a joke about football punditry. Was this? Does he mean the two of us? Who, who, who's he referring well, to? Do well, he only I said earlier, send in your questions for us because, you know, we are expert football pundits. And then in brackets saying, or at least West Ham football thinks he is. Oh, I see. Oh. And then I think he sent back oh, saying, cheap you dig do a better at me, job than it? Gary Neville. Yeah, yeah so that, that's it. Um, well, I've got one here. It's from Simon Tunhill. Oh, oh Simon Tunhill. Thanks for listening again. Simon. Um, he says, hi there, guys of more than just a podcast. What do you think is going to happen with Freddie Sears? That's a good question, really. Um, I think, as we've heard before, that if a decent offer comes in for him, then mm. there's a chance that he'll be going. But he also asks, um, what does Reese eat before bedtime? I usually end up having such bad indigestion at around 10.30pm after supper. Uh, I, know, I normally have either cereal or toast, depending on how bothered I can be to... Make it. Red toast is cooking, isn't it, Reese? Mm. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, are they the, Simon's questions? I've got one. Yeah, no, question. that's it from Simon. Well, I've got quite one question. I asked Thanks, the question, Simon. and this is the answer. Thanks, Simon. So, George had one spare ticket for Coventry, and asked me to tweet it out, which I did, and it was bought by someone called Edwards Charlie on Twitter, and uh, so I asked afterwards to Ed, Ed, Edwards Charlie um, how. Did George behave himself? And he tweeted back, he was awful, swinging from the lights, jumping on the back of Bobby's, throwing pies the lot. Classic. Is, is it true or false? 
fourth. What, what are bobbies? Please, oh, oh. Anyway, sorry. That's Twitter <laughs> question time. Reese, it's your time to shine, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we need to, no, no, we need to explain why. this. So, um, let, is... let John explain. No, Sean's, Sean's most Sean's... passionate. No, let John explain. Sean is the one who interacts so, with such high-level So, things. there is, believe it or not, there is another rival West Ham podcast. A rival, Rival, Sean. you've a thrown rival. it in already. <laughs> straight in there. there is, sorry, sorry, we're one big family. There are three podcasts. There's the BBC one, there's another one, and then no, there's us. I think there are rivals. The BBC one is Rubbish. our rivals. Yeah. Really? And, anyway, moving on. Um, we are aware that they've got Poetry Corner on this other podcast. And uh, I went on their Facebook group and um, they said our podcast was rubbish because it didn't have any poetry. Now, being West Ham fans, me, George and John are probably not very poetic. But we've got a footballer here, Rhys Jones. And during our podcast today, he's written us a poem. So, so we're going to... A one-off. Before he... Uh... Read his poem out. Let's all say goodbye, and we can fade out to the blissful sound well, I, of reading. I know poems. we haven't done our. We've got to do our predictions. We've got, for, got for to assure, hold on. We've got to assure the people that actually listen to this because this is a one off. Very keen on poetry. Yeah, mm. no, this is a one off poetry. Well, we don't know. We, we might do if this might is a hit. Discovered an un. But hang on, we've got we, uh, we've got to do our predictions before well, you waste it. Do what we do. All right, two nil West Ham. <laughs> one nil West Ham. Uh, I'm going to go with two one. Free one. There you go. And <laughs> see you later from me. This is George saying goodbye. John? Yeah, I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Uh, Sean? Goodbye from me, and let's win at Derby. Oh, West Ham against Derby. Over <laughs> to you, Reese. All right, then. <clears throat> <laughs> hey, man. I love West Ham. I like to watch Big Sam. Even the sandwich of jam. Not really a fan of Spam or Ham, but enough about that. I love the Irons when they beat the Lions. I'm sometimes crying with my good friend Ryan and George, John and Sean. <laughs> they wear the claret and blue, normally poo. Chances they rue, hitting shots off their shoe. But this season, who knew? Carton Cole would pull through. With goal scores, leaving people bemused. And on the scoreboard, Carlton, who? I'm rambling on. People say I have it wrong. Podcasts have no place for a poem or song. Us visionaries don't belong. So we'll revert back to the podcast. John? <laughs> Goodbye. Excellent. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 